Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon around the state on the Super Talk Radio Network online, wherever you may be tuned in. Well, the guys are down at Ramey Motors in Purvis. We're going to be going down to Ramey throughout the show today. We've got uh, Kelly, Luke, and Michael uh, there in Purvis at Ramey Motors. Opening segment of the show is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, and it is a great time to talk about barbecue because it is the 4th of July weekend, and I can't imagine a better place. Dickie's will be open throughout the holiday to serve your needs. All right. Uh, we've got Mitchell Williams on the phone with us today. Mitchell, of course, is the uh, regional director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And Mitchell, you and Kelly and I are all on the show together today. So this is where the old TV sportscasters <laughs> that grow faces for radio go, isn't it, Mitchell? <laughs> yes, it is. Hey, look, we still got it. We can still do it. It's good. It's good. It's good. Happy Fourth of July weekend, everybody. Yeah, we're we're glad to have you on, Mitch. Uh, Mitch and I have been friends a long, long time, and uh, yeah. I always yeah. value his input. And Mitchell, nobody is uh, nobody spends more time around college athletes here at Southern Miss than you do as the uh, regional director of the FCA. And a lot of changes taking place. I was reading today where Alabama has, for example, issued guidelines for what their athletes can do in, in regard to getting endorsements and uh, now making money on their likenesses. So we're, we're in a new era of college athletics. I am fascinated to get your thoughts about uh, this new ability that athletes will have to cash in, so to speak, uh, on their likeness. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's going to be a challenge for everybody's school and how everybody navigates through all of it. Um, is, is I think we're not going to hear the end of this for a long time, how it affects not only the, the, the child that plays D1A football, but how does that affect the, the, the swimmer that's at a D1A program as well? There's a whole, a whole lot of stuff in it, which is a lot of unknowns to it. A couple of things, though, that I think is, are important. There are a number of uh, student-athletes, uh, Luke, Kelly, maybe yourself, school, you know, that when we participated in athletics, there was no choice of that. I remember um, walking uh, two miles just to wash clothes uh, when I was in college. So it's tight. Um, so there are a number of folks that have gone through the process of it, and it worked out all right, even though they did not have the opportunity to sell their likeness, so to speak. They they turned out okay. Second part of that is how do you how do you how do you separate the good guys and the bad guys? Who I mean, take for instance, if one if someone calls one of our football players now at July first, and we just came back from Estes Park, Colorado, which is where the first FCA camp was with uh, Branch Rickey back in 1956, and we got to talk about a number of those things, but. You know, now, if someone calls me and says, hey, I want one of our 
one of your football players should come speak at our church. Well, guess what? Um, pretty much, we're getting out of the way. You're going to have to call them. Before, they would have to kind of go through us. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, because it's something that you know that's out there now, we would have to give to them, and I have concerns about that. Um, how, how do we? How do we? How do we know that that person doesn't have really great intentions with our kids? And if they're, you know, how do you stop that? And I don't. You're dealing with 17, 18, 19, and 20 year old young people. They're not fully mature mentally. They just, they just can run fast. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. They can lift weights. You know, they can win games, but they're not there from a mature level yet. Scoop. Right. So it's it's scary. It's really scary uh, to see what can happen. And uh, and the last point, the saddest point, we've been knowing and having this discussion for a long, long time. Everybody, I mean, from those that help with college athletics, those are in administration, and uh, those at the NCAA, this has been a long time topic. To choose to go this way, and and how they've done it, is. Um, it will be quite challenging. I think we're going to see the the fruit, good or bad, of this uh, for a long time. Hey, guys, uh, get in here. Uh, Mitchell Kelly and uh, Luke are down in Purvis. I think they may have a question for you. Yeah, here's here's the, the question. Here's the thing that I have, too. Uh, one of the questions that I have is it goes to the, it's at the college level now. If it, if it gets down to the high school level and you're in the game of recruiting high school athletes to colleges, if there are certain businesses that are tied to colleges, let's just use you know Nike at Oregon, okay? And a high school kid, high school kid, then can sell his likeness to Nike, and Nike come yep. to the table say, okay, this is this is good as long as you go to Oregon. Yep. You know, yep. so you've got those. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's gonna it's gonna yep. leak down to these kids that get cars to go to big schools can now say well i was simply selling my likeness or you know ford i'm i'm now a ford or a chevrolet or a you know toyota guy and and then they tell me i I need to go to this school you know it it just leaves a lot of room for um unscrupulous behavior we'll just put it that way to mitch's point what he was saying earlier without question on the high school even the community college level when maybe they can't do like a lot of universities now are trying to get a buffer system, so to speak, to see who is what. But what about the child that throws a 96-mile-an-hour fastball and is at blank, blank high school? How do you stop that? You can't. Uh, they make they, they become 18 years of age, and, you know, they won't get to the college experience because it will be more and more folks that will get into that. And that I'm, I'm concerned with. On the ground, it doesn't matter what the number of dollars or what. We still need a culture that helps grow young people. And uh, when money and resources and things come early, we see issues that oftentimes are very difficult to reverse. And, and a perfect example of that is the perfect example of that is the Hollywood scene when these you see these child actors who lots of times come into a lot of money when they're very young and they wind up really many of them with not very happy endings. And yeah. that's again to what Mitch is saying you throw a lot of money at these kids at a very early age and it's often a recipe for disaster. And 
exactly. I don't know. I mean, I, I know that our kids suffer, you know, because they, you know, they they need a little help. And, and you know, a lot of these colleges make a whole bunch of money. But how do we do that and effectively do that, but also protect, um, just protect them, giving them just, they need an environment to grow. And I've just seen been on the opposite side of that thing in trying to help a family and what we got, really just the kids. And now, oh, Lord, we've got different voices that's trying to interrupt that growth process. Um, and they're already trying to heal from maybe a home that they wasn't the most filthy. My goodness gracious, y'all. You know, it, that's a concern to, to me. Yeah. Uh, the final, the final question. Yeah, I was just going to have one other quick question, Bob. Mitch, you're in the job of team building with FCA, yeah. and yeah. and and most of most of the athletes that are going to sign the, these bigger deals are going to be the the premier positions. Let's just use football for an example. The quarterbacks, yeah, they're going to get you know the the bigger deals. I wonder what effect you think that will have in the locker room when the offensive and defensive tackles don't have the deals like the quarterback does, if they have any at all, as far as uh, the overall team output and the fact that the quarterback is the fair-haired boy? Chemically, chemically, it could, it, it could be a challenge. You know, but I do know this, is that the greatest profession in the world, Kelly, to me, that doesn't get, you know, they, you know, they get a lot of heat. Of course, none of them get paid a whole lot of money. Our country. And they get down in the dirt and do different things. They're great buffers. So if there is any place where maybe um, things cannot be magnified to be even more, that could be really, really, really get bad, is where there's a coach involved where they can help because they're interested in the welfare of that child. They want to win games, but the ones that are most successful love kids well. And uh, I know the university with Coach Hall and that group, they're young, they're vibrant, they love kids. That's why they're doing really well so much in terms of these relationships and getting all these really great kids to come play uh, is because they get it. And I think with this coming up, with all of these things, they'll have a way how to navigate to this. Uh, Will is as smart as a he's one of the smartest people I've ever been around. And they'll figure out a way how to you know, just to communicate that to our kids. And um, and chemically having a, a really good uh, uh, environment. That's that's our hope, and I and I I I, I really <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. All right, Mitchell, we appreciate your input as always, and uh, you know you're always welcome on our radio show, and uh, we love you, brother, and we thank you for your time. Love you more. Fourth of July weekend, everybody. Enjoy. All right. Mitchell Williams, everybody, Regional Director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and a fine human being. We'll be back. Ramey's, that's where we're at today. Purvis, Mississippi. Stay with us. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. Hope you're getting ready for the 4th of July weekend. want to thank my very good friend Mitchell Williams for joining us uh, in the first segment. Uh, Mitchell Williams, uh, Regional Director, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. In fact, he was uh, just coming back from a uh, uh, FCA meeting out in, uh, I believe he told me, Colorado. And 
I appreciate him uh, jumping on the show as he made his way back home. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Great place to buy Southern Miss apparel for your home, for your house, for your car. Biggest selection anywhere you'll find at Campus Bookmark. Lots of good stuff coming up for you. We're going to have a, a best of show on the air Monday. That's a holiday for all of us here at Telesouth. And we're going to repeat, uh, repeat that great interview that we had uh, with former defensive coordinator Tyrone Nix. If you missed that, uh, be sure you tune in Monday. That was a fantastic interview. Tuesday, Lee Roberts, uh, former Southern Miss quarterback, will be on the show along with Ben Green from Southern Prohibition Brewery. Uh, Wednesday, a man who has carried the chains for the Golden Eagle football team. For 25 years, a guy Kelly knows well, Tom Brock, will be on the show with us Wednesday. On July 12th, we have booked Austin Davis, a former Southern Miss and NFL quarterback, and now, of course, a a coach with the Seattle Seahawks. Kelly, you know Tom Brock. What an amazing guy. I met him this week. uh, For a quarter of a century, has led the chain gang. And I'm not talking about the one you were on at one time. The chain gang at Southern Miss football. What what a story he has to tell. Yeah, he never had to wear an ankle bracelet like me. No, uh, no. And and those those are the guys that have the best stories because they're often in the background and hear everything. Yeah. You know, when when you were in television sports and I was in television sports, and lots of times when you'd have to run a story, officials would say, "Where did you find that information out?" You know, and of course you couldn't tell them at the time. But later on, when you get out of the business, you'd say the janitor at the school told me everything because, (laughs) you know, for because they weren't they weren't in the fray, but they heard everything. Right. You know, and Tom Brock, one of those guys that's just on the sidelines. But I imagine he has got some whopper stories that that, that will really be fun He's been been through a lot of football coaches at Southern Miss. And uh, I I don't need to tell you that the language at times on the football field uh, (laughs) It's not yeah. what you might think. And uh, Tom was telling me the other day he's heard it all. I'm sure he has in, in 25 years of doing that. I think in the English language it's called blue. <laughs> you know, it's a blue language or blue yeah. blue words. Yeah. I never heard anything Yeah, five sure, years. I, I'm sure you never. never heard a word. Not, not once. And by the way, Kelly, Tom told me he's a big Eagle Hour listener and he loves everything about the show except you. So, yeah, that's so, getting to be a trend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I need to show so. you some messages I've got in the past few days regarding you, Santa. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you All know, right, Kelly, it's official so now. Lose, so. It's official. What is the new brew for the Southern Miss football team? Southern Prohibition Brewing Company has announced that the name of the beer for this fall will be, drum roll please, Gold Rush. All right. In a vote put out on their Instagram post, they had a choice of to the top talk, which it was going to be in a black can or in a gold can called Gold Rush. Well, the fans have spoken. It's the same brew. It was just going to be put in the different can. So it's going to be called Gold Rush, and that will be the beer that will be available this fall uh, at Southern Miss. And Ben Green from Southern Prohibition Brewing Company will be joining us next Tuesday to talk about how the relationship with Southern Miss developed, uh, how they developed that particular kind of beer. And I think it's going to be a... A pilsner, I think maybe it's a lager. I don't know, but uh, but they'll have he'll have information that on cheap stuff you buy, Bob, when you lose bets. Is that uh, what it is? Oh no, this is going this is going to be you know of course everything that Southern Prohibition puts out is pretty good stuff, and it's a local brewery you know by local people. So uh, I think it's it's a great great way to and again universities in this business because you, they've got to come up with other ways to to raise revenue. You know prices keep going up, 
and uh, the pandemic certainly put a financial crunch on all schools, and so this is a way that uh, that Southern Miss can help itself by by marketing its own brand of beer. So it should be an interesting conversation with Ben Green next Tuesday. And it's, I think it's the one, Kelly, with that great old logo that at one time was on the helmets that I really wish they would bring back and put back on the helmets with the attack eagle over the USM. Yeah, and I think those were the Carmody years, wouldn't it, Luke? Yes, the, I think the, that's the logo right. that I think those back go back the, to Bobby back Collins, the too. Yeah, I think all the way back there, to There's Collins. an Attack Eagle 1 that has the USM imposed on it. Then there's the Attack Eagle 2, which was the, the mid to late 90s. And, right, that's uh, right. I, I love – It's one, though, you, you can tell the, uh, the Attack Eagle 1 has 80s flavor to it, and we actually brought back some retros in the early 2010s when we did that. Right. But, Kind of across the board, I made a comment about it yesterday, and a lot of people uh, discussing it on social media, Southern Miss fans. The Attack Eagle 2, without the retro USM, is probably the most beloved logo of all time among Southern Miss fans, just because it's kind of iconic no matter what. And, of course, when you see that, you remember the mid-'90s to late-'90s and, and how, how good we were. So, of course, that one brings back good memories. Bring it's it back. interesting how that works. Bring it back. It? Yeah. Bring it back. But I, does anybody else want Seymour, like the, the Seymour that he, he looked, I mean, his head was like 82 feet tall. I mean, everybody wants that Seymour back. You've got a picture of him in your office, Bob. He was down in the the end zone with Bully at Mississippi right. State. But, I mean, he's right. just all yellow. And uh, But, really, that, how tall was that, was his head? Well, and Poncho James, who was that particular uh, that uh he was Seymour. the ego, yeah, Seymour at that time. Uh, we talked about the way that the mascot costume was made. It was very top heavy because Seymour's neck was it so tall. It went straight up. Yeah, so, but, but your head ended kind of right there, but you still had about another two feet of head. So he had to really be careful the way he walked. I've, the I've head said this fall before. Off. I've told this story before, but it may have been Poncho. I'm not sure. But it was, uh, it was the last game that they played Bear Bryant, is when Reggie beat him and beat the Crimson Tide. And apparently, right before the game, Seymour climbed up on the the field goal. That's right. Toast That's on right. the crossbar. It, it's, it was yeah. It's and poncho. They, they threw a bag up to him. He pulls a teddy bear out of it and starts choking it in front of the southern. Get right. kicked out before the game was even right. started. Escorted out by the police. Poncho. Yeah, Poncho was notorious for getting uh, for getting, getting kicked out at uh, different different. Uh, times of the game for some of the antics that that he but that's the job of a mascot you know is to get the crowd going and uh he sure did let them enjoy themselves and what are we about 60 how many days away now we're we're close let me, 64, let me look it maybe um uh, before the before the opener of course the adam doliak is going to be playing uh in, september 11th in, yeah uh, against uh the, 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 the home one. opener yeah yeah the south alabama game 64 days Okay, sixty-four. I thought that was I thought that was right, but Adam Doliak playing at the home opener, and it'll be here, you know, before you know it. I think the academic year for Southern Miss starts August thirteenth. A lot of the public schools now in Mississippi starting in July, as they go crazy. to that year-round schedule. Um, so, well, you know, the teachers, and this was something the teachers wanted because they were saying because they teach to quote unquote the test, and they thought that the students lost a lot of the. Things that they learned in the spring with too long of a of a summer here, break. Here we go. So okay. Keith Hinton has sent us a picture of eighty two foot tall Seymour's head. There it is, right there. We're looking at it. It's all he's all yellow. He's wearing the yellow sweatshirt, 
And what's great about this is this was like a late 80s basketball, mm-hmm. and Jay Ladner is somewhere in this picture as a player, and those shorts are way too short on those male basketball players. That's all I have to that say. That was My the greatest mascot we had, though. That was the best mascot we had, I think. And my son sees some pictures from back then, and he goes, where was that picture taken? I said, that's Reed Green Coliseum. He goes, no, it isn't. I said, yes, it is. Because it's slam-packed. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly right. <laughs> exactly He's right. going, God, the, the places, you couldn't get a seat in there. I said, you couldn't. You couldn't get a seat in there. It rocked in the NIT it years. And when Louis... And, and Louisville and Memphis would come in here, and Casey Fisher would shoot that 40-footer and, and hit nothing but net, and the place would go nuts. I got a taste of it. So, I mean, I was, you know, I, won't, I was very young when all that happened. But when we made that NIT run under Tyndall, yeah. I mean, and then even when the, the women made that NIT run, I mean, there was a few times where there was four, almost 5,000 people in Reed Green, and it was rocking. Yeah, the schedules for conference USA basketball are, are starting to drop. Old Dominion. Uh, put their basketball schedule out yesterday, and of now you know, an Old Dominion's pretty pretty decent in basketball, um, but they have there's no Southern Miss, so we, at least we know Southern Miss is not going to play Old Dominion for what that's worth. Uh, but basketball schedules are going to be well. Here's the question, here Kelly: Are they going to play Louisiana Tech 17 times like they did in baseball? I don't think so, Bob. I think I think only well, 16. I think the pandemic thing is is probably behind us. I sure hope so. Anyway, and do oh, we have God. official word? Official? Do we have official word that everything's going to be business as usual no. prior to the pandemic? Bro, it's no. Conference USA. Never, nothing is ever business as usual. Well, we, can we need an over under? How many new ideas Judy's going to come up with between now and and the official start? I'm betting the under. Well, you got to get. Credit where credit is due. If you forgot the last week of baseball's scores, they're on the Conference USA website. (laughs) So if if for some reason you needed to know the scores from the week of of May 1st. Well, they have made one one announcement, Kelly, based on the tournament. For the foreseeable future, for at least the next 10 years, uh, Louisiana Tech will be the home game in every conference game they play. It doesn't matter when or where they play. Louisiana Tech is always the home game, a home home team. Yeah, they're they're well. Right now, they're kind of the fair-haired boy, aren't they? You know, it's, it look, seems it seems like look, anyway. The best. Can I can I hate on Tech for a minute? This of is course. not against Lane Burroughs, Of course. The, the best season you've ever had of all time, and you can't even win the regional. There you go. And on your home field. You almost split with Southern Miss. On your home field. (laughs) On your greatest. You you can't even win the tournament. You can't even win the tournament on your home field. Right? As the home team. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We're at Ramey Motors in Purvis. We don't like Louisiana Tech, in case you haven't caught up with that yet. Uh, But we do like Ramey's, and we like Dakota, and we like all those guys, and that's who we're talking to next. Southern Miss to the top. Back live in Purvis, Mississippi at Ramey Motors, Ramey Power Sports, Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens, Bob Getty producing for us in the First Bank Studios back in Hattiesburg. It's International UFO Today, UFO Day today. Um, there's going to be some stuff flying in, in Starkville. That's the last time we'll mention it this week, this <laughs> afternoon. But anyway, it was Catfish Friday at 4th Street Bar and Grill today. And I'll check this out. 
They have a Philly cheesesteak quesadilla now and fried mushrooms. So that's the reason to go out this weekend to 4th Street Bar and Grill. Philly cheesesteak quesadilla. That's how you pronounce it, I think, Santa, but it's technically pronounced quesadilla. It's all at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Buddy Slade White over there and always something to do. Major League Baseball will be on the telly this weekend. Appreciate their support. We're at Ramy Motors, and I was uh, I was going through people's offices. I snatched uh, a Tootsie Roll pop off of Tony Purvis's desk. We got Dakota Baker with us. And uh, how many deer do you have mounted on the wall in in your office? Uh, it used to be three, but two of them failed, so I'm just down to one now. And we need a, to pick a bone with Dakota Baker because there is something that says Old Miss. In his office, Kelly Center. I have no comment about any other SEC schools. <laughs> Smart. Why not? Okay. None. Maybe a public backlash. Anyway, Dakota, good to see you, bro. Good to have you guys back in the house. Man. Lots of stuff at Ramey's, and I noticed when we walked in here, we've got some Suzuki stuff. We got some motorcycles. It's just every every time we come, there's something new, and we got Suzuki motorcycles. Now. So yeah, we just picked Suzuki up about two weeks ago. They've set us uh, about thirty units aside with COVID going on, so we've got about ten motorcycles in, a couple ATVs, and look to hopefully be fully stocked by the end of next month. Um, but it's good for us. Suzuki makes a great products uh, quality control is very good suzuki's big in the motorcycle industry and that's something we don't hit very hard on with honda because everybody just you know that's foreman rancher that's pretty much what everybody knows right but suzuki is very very big on the jixer 600 750s and the boulevard i got one in there with kelly's name on it so the boulevard at the, have you seen it the it's 109 sweet 1800 cc's you look good on it. Look been, haven't been on a hog in a while <laughs> yeah so the Eaten one, you <laughs> haven't got, been on one. You've got different types. You got your classic, and you got a street bike so, in there. And the street bike is it's a blue black color scheme. It looks really good. Tell us about the differences between the two. So the good thing about Suzuki is they hit it from a 300 cc all the way up to an 1800, and make some of the fastest production bikes you can get. But I mean, it's got really something kind of like Honda does in ATVs, but they're uh, you can hear it. One of them. Something's being cranked up over there. I bet yeah. that's that old Husqvarna lawnmower. It, it don't sound nowhere near as good as one of them Suzuki's. <laughs> anyway, Suzuki. But, but they hit hard on everything, man. I mean, you get that beginner bike class. You got the enduro stuff, um, and then they they make great motocross stuff as well. But really, Suzuki hits hard. I think in the crotch rocket market, and then their Suzuki 109M or or the 109 is. Uh, yeah, Have you ever did. ridden Santa or a motorcycle? I, I think that's the first time in the history that I've been broadcasting for 40 years that the term crotch <laughs> rocket has ever been used. You know, or what do they call it? Like they rice, like a rice burner or something I, like that? I, but, I don't know. But, but Dakota, when you guys are, because, because of the business you guys run here, I'd imagine that a lot of manufacturers want to team up with you guys. So what... What makes it good for you guys when you're saying, okay, what what do these manufacturers bring to the table? What's the deciding factor for you guys saying, yeah, we'll take you guys on? The diversity of the product. I mean, you know, you don't hear every, everything we sell like has they branch off into other things. I mean, so and and us bringing Suzuki on opens us up an avenue for you know Kawasaki to call us one day and people like that because I mean our main goal down here one day we want to have Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki. That's what we want to build. And have everything under the sun here from watercraft to, you know, get Yamaha in here. Because, I mean, we're a Yamaha boat dealer now, but Yamaha has a totally separate market in marine stuff. And, man, they make great jet boats and ski boats and things like that. So that's our biggest thing. We want diversity of product. We don't just, well, all we sell is just a, just a four-wheeler. We want a little bit of everything. Suzuki gets off into marine. So we get in here and we roll these, these uh 
crotch rockets out. <laughs> we uh, and their dirt bikes and stuff. Man, that opens the second find that we'll get from the. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. But um, uh, yeah, but I mean that's that's the thing, man. Everything we sell, we want diversity, man, and, and have a little bit of everything. From but one. there's been a really good response to, oh, to man, you, you guys carrying Suzuki. It's been really good, man. I didn't know. I mean, you you know a lot of older guys Honda. That's just all they want. Man, I've had five or six men come up here, and, and older men, and they wrote the old, uh, what was the old ones called? Uh, Goldwing? No, that's the Honda, but the, the old four-wheeler Suzuki used to make. Uh, the oh, okay. rear rim was that yeah, bigger around. Quad runner, old quad runner, man. Those old guys are just as loyal to Suzuki as they are Honda, man. But we hadn't got all of our four-wheelers in stock yet, so hopefully, like I said, in the next month, we'll be fully stocked with all the Suzuki stuff. In, in the supply and demand chain, are you seeing that things are now post-COVID starting to loosen up a little? Kelly, I wish I wish I could say yes, but it's it's actually kind of getting worse in a way. Really? Yeah, it's it's been tough. I mean, we we were fortunate to get twelve side by sides from Honda the other day, and they sold in thirty six hours. Um, the boats, <laughs> the race. Yeah, the only two things that we have. All right. Well, it appears we may have lost the guys down at Ramey Motors in Purvis. If they come back on, we will of course uh, go back down there. Uh, Ramey Motors is a great place. I mean, they sell everything. They sell everything from lawnmowers to chainsaws to uh, to uh, generators to cars and trucks. And uh, we always enjoy our time down there. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, get reconnected here. If you'll bear with me just a second, uh, I'm going to send them a message and let them know that they're off. And we will continue the Eagle Hour here from the studio in Hattiesburg. What a great show we've got lined up next Tuesday. Lee Roberts, former great quarterback, a repeated Conference USA Championship quarterback uh, for the Golden Eagles. He's going to be on the show. And then Ben Green from Southern Prohibition Brewery, and you heard Kelly talking about that earlier today, a, uh, a, great, new, uh, a great new local uh, beer for Southern Miss football. It's going to be uh, put out by uh, Southern Prohibition Brewery, and uh, we're looking forward, looking forward to those conversations as well. Uh, Wednesday, Tom Brock will be on the show. He's been on the uh, chain gang at Southern Miss football for the past uh, 25 plus years. And July 12th, uh, we're booking. We have booked Austin Davis, who of course was a great quarterback for the Golden Eagles, uh, championship quarterback himself. Went on to play uh, several years of NFL football and uh, and did uh, very well in the NFL. And of course, is now a coach with the Seattle Seahawks. So we're looking forward. Uh, to all of those shows uh, in the weeks to come. And then we're going to be booking other people as well. We're still reaching out to Larry Fedora. Uh, that contact was made with us uh, yesterday, and uh, we do believe that we're going to have Coach Fedora on the show here in just the next couple of weeks. So we're, of course, we'll look forward to that. Uh, still trying to get hooked back up with the guys down in, uh, in Purvis, and uh, we've just made another attempt. And it doesn't look like uh, that that's going to happen uh, anytime soon. But just remember, Ramey Motors down in Purvis is a great place for you to go to a shop for a car or truck. They sell big tractors. They sell the uh, zero-turn lawnmowers all the way down to push mowers. I bought a Honda generator down there a couple of years ago, best generator that I've ever had. And uh, we just suggest that uh, you do business with Ramey Motors. You know, we uh, got some information earlier today from Jack Duggan who kind of wrapped up for – once and for all, the 2021 college baseball season. Really remarkable uh, stats. Uh, the team goes 4-5 uh, and five to start the year, and then 36-13 and 13, uh, the remainder of the season to uh, finish with uh, another 40-win season. Of course, made it to the championship of the Oxford Regional. Had six players placed on the NCAA All-Regional team this year. Four players uh, placed on various All-American squads. 
uh, quite a year. And then the Golden Eagles, it was official really day before yesterday when all the final polls came out. Southern Miss finished 23rd in the three major polls, the identical rating in all three polls, D1, Baseball America, and the Coaches, USA Today Coaches poll. A remarkable year when you consider that all three Mississippi Division I schools finished uh, ranked in the top 25 in the nation. And, of course, Mississippi State won uh, the championship tournament the night before last. But what an incredible year for college baseball in the state of Mississippi. And when you look at the Golden Eagle program, finish 23rd, win 40 games, get to the championship game of the regionals before they're finally eliminated, beat Florida State, actually beat all three teams that were in the Oxford Regional, Southeast Missouri, Florida State, and Ole Miss before they finally fell. And when you consider that there was a really, there was not a senior starting, uh, you know, in, in field positions on the team. Admittedly, two really great senior pitchers, but a really deep pitching staff, very young, very talented baseball team. The future extraordinarily bright uh, right now for Southern Miss baseball. So congratulations to Scott Berry and his guys as uh, they finish the season right 23rd in D1 Baseball America and the USA Today coaches poll. What a great year for Southern Miss baseball. And now we're about 60 days away from football season. The countdown has begun begun for a new era of Southern Miss football. Many, many expectations. We're going to be bringing a lot of Southern Miss uh, former players uh, on the show in the next week, as uh, next weeks to come as we get ready uh, for the 2021 college football season, the new era of Southern Miss football. All right. We're going to try to reconnect with the guys down in Purvis if we can. If not, we're going to finish the Eagle Hour from here in the studio. Stay with us. More come. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the show today sponsored by D1 and D-Bat. It's a great place to take your children. D-Bat, that is, if you want to help improve their baseball or softball game for adult athletes uh, of every sport. D1 training is available for you on Hardy Street. State-of-the-art equipment, uh, expert trainers, uh, expert staff. Just a great place. We love our association with D1 and D-Bat. We're back in connection with the guys back down in Purvis. Just like you can't believe everything you read on the Internet, you can't always count on the Internet. But uh, Michael has reestablished us down there at Purvis. And, uh, Luke, we were talking about all the great inventory down there, including a new brand of motorcycles at the Ramey's. Absolutely. Suzuki is here, and uh, they're actually – they cranked up something right when we lost you, Bob, and then the, our segment down here ended a massive Husqvarna professional backed up on us and literally 
smoked us. I mean, it was it was pretty incredible the, the type of power. But Kelly, you've been you've been eyeing these uh, Louisiana uh, pit boss grills over here, Pizza Stone, the griddle. It's got a smoker on the side, got a, a place to, to cook it outside the grill. Really, really cool setup over there. And and with the Bluetooth connection, you can just put your your smartphone in there. Listen, I mean, it's every got everything you need. Uh, you know, so you're not doing without music. You you've got it, everything right there. Now that one's that one's a state of the art. As you're talking about, but uh, but man, that those would be nice at tailgate. Yeah, at the tailgate parties this fall. Kelly's going to when, when we're over, Bob. Kelly's going to go outside and buy this uh, G3 17 foot bay boat. I, I'm yeah. in my uh, affordability range. I'm probably going to grab a steel blower on the way out. Uh, I need one of those. They've I didn't know that steel steel makes because they they've got steel blowers, steel weed eaters. Steel makes a wet dry vac, like a high heavy commercial one. It's just just over a hundred bucks right down here. It looks and that's comes with all the attachments. S T I H L. It's German, right? It's German. That's yeah. exactly right. But but somebody if they're listening, they might thought well S T E E L. But no, it's a brand. But while steel. while we were. Uh, getting reconnected during the break, a 2018 Ford F-150 four-wheel drive crew cab King Ranch with 42,000 miles pulled up on us. And boy, is it fine. I've already texted my father about it. Somebody will probably beat him to the punch. But, but it, it took you about 30 seconds to rattle off that title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It used to be you just go and say, I'd like to buy a truck. Well, I mean, there, there, is a, there is a cool sense of pride when I roll my F-150 up in here, and I'm like, man, I, I got it from, from here. I got it from Tony here at, at Ramey Motors. Anyway, they got it all. Bob, uh, we kind of circling back full circle, a couple news and notes, and, and go back to what we were talking with Mitch. John Stewart, Southern Miss Track and Field, announced a pair of promotions today. Coach Kent and uh, Coach Jones getting some uh, some promotions and some new responsibilities, and man, do they deserve it as far as the, the track and field has has excelled as, as they have with the conference championship this year. But, but to circle back to what we were talking with uh, Mitch, the, the university today has announced what a, they call an extended extended partnership or an expanded partnership with a company called INFLCR out of Birmingham in order to assist the university with name, image, and likeness. And so, you know, Bob, when you, you think about that, it's, it's forcing schools, though, to, to spend money for compliance and oversight of something that they really didn't ask for. Correct. And, you know, here's the danger I see, and you guys chime in here. I, I just think you're going to have kids that now they can transfer anywhere they want and play the next year. I think you're going to see even more transfers because I think you're going to see kids transfer to schools that they think they can make money at. Is that a stretch, Kelly? No, it's not. A, it's it's not a stretch. But but once what's going to stop it is when these kids start transferring and finding out the grass is not greener. On the other side, because when you talk to coaches about this, they'll say the bottom line is performance. Either you're either you're performing or you're not. And if you're not performing, you're not going to play at school A. So if you're not performing at school A, why do you think that school B, you're going to perform any better? Unless school B's quality of product is not as good where you might be able to fit in. And if you do fit in where the quality isn't as good, then, Bob, that would be contrarian. To right. your argument that it might not be as lucrative I mean, to go to a smaller school. 
everybody is is in some ways I, I get a reset button you get there and it's not what you thought it was but under the old system you know you made a decision and you either have to keep that decision or there's some consequences these days there's there's no consequences and and as a result now we're we're dealing with universities having to spend even more money i guess everybody's waiting on Dabo Sweeney to resign now since he Infamously said, "What if they get paid? I will. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be coaching pro ball, I'll I'll go to the NFL. Of course, like I said, he'd probably have to take a pay cut to go to the to the NFL. But this is really in a republic and in a democracy and in the free enterprise system. This is this is the way it's supposed and, to go. And you I know? mean, you'll hear the our listeners will rehear the interview with Tyrone Nix on Monday. And I mean, Tyrone for the most part." Was okay with this, and uh, and so I mean there there there's there's decent people that are on both sides that it's just going to snowball where we're going to turn around and we're going to look up and we're going to have junior high kids. <laughs> no, I mean hitting endorsements. Yeah, essentially, essentially, you're right. My only problem with it, and I've I've mentioned it a couple times, is that the quarterbacks are going to be the ones that are going to that are going to get the lion's share of all the money or deals on this thing. And it's more than just that quarterbacks are important, but they can't do it. By Kelly themselves. just looks like an offensive lineman, Bob. He's just yeah, he's just out. mad about that's that. Really that's really what it is. Through. All right, Tyro Nix hey. on the show Monday. Ha- Go ahead. Happy Fourth of July, Getty. Happy Fourth yes. of July, Mergens. Happy Fourth of July, Kelly Sander. Happy, Happy birthday, America. That's right, Kelly. Happy birthday, America. Tyrone Nick's uh, replay on the show Monday. Lee Roberts and Ben Green on the show Tuesday. We're going to have a great week next week. We hope you'll join us each and every day, and we hope you go out and celebrate the greatest country on the planet this weekend, the USA. Till next time, everybody, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.